Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, look at you there with your lovely head on you, listening to my little show, huh? How long has it been? You're looking well. You've lost weight. Did you change your hair? You look fantastic. Is that a new shirt? Those are lovely shoes. Fair play to you. Come here, it's been ages. Uh, This is Gordo, and uh, I'm just touching in with you. I have so many things to share. Uh, I've been doing what I like to call filling back up my cup. My cup runneth empty with patience, with being able to just be able. And uh, look, it's like, you know, Black Mirror, Charlie Brooker said, uh, what's the point in fucking (laughs) making a new season of Black Mirror when the world is so much crazier than you can imagine? You know, same as South Park. It's like, how can you satirize the fucking real life? (laughs) The simulation is folding in on itself. And uh, Jesus, you know, they get on top of your head. And inadvertently and without prompt or warning, I managed to, uh, you know, doing some work on myself and doing some bits and bobs with the old head box. And uh, by accident, kind of took a small break. Now, in the background, I've been... Reading, consuming, uh, resting and relaxing and filling back up the old fuel tank of conspiracy loveness. I'm getting ready for the recordings of season nine. The last two big episodes of season eight are the Salem Witch Trials and a revisit of Charlie Manson, which are already recorded. And uh, I'm working on editing them and getting them out of a couple of true crimes. And I have, I think, what number into the 30s for... Interviews, swap casts, guest appearances, and live shows. I'm talking like dozens of shows. And I feel like a fucking dickhead that I just can't do the thing to make the thing, you know? Uh, I'm being very vulnerable, very honest and open with you now. Uh, and I'm doing it on a swap cast with Sam Tripoli. Can you fucking imagine what kind of ire it's going to incur from the people who might click on it by accident but look man I'm just here to tell you the way it is and you're going fuck those conspiracy guys they're showing up my feed now and I'm like yeah but um, I'm really trying and it's hard out there for a pimp you know what I'm saying it's fucking not easy but I'm not homeless I'm not a fucking refugee I'm not uh, you know stuck in 
a mortgage that's uh, in massive negative equity. I'm not about to, to you know, lose a business. Fingers crossed. Uh, over a fucking economic downturn, I'm not going to have to sell the car to pay the groceries. You know, I, 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 sh- I, sh- I'm grateful, and I point that gratitude towards you, dear listener, whoever you are, wherever you are, for clicking on this motherfucker and playing it. So I'm just being real with you, man. I could just fucking start dropping episodes and saying nothing. But I know some people care, some people don't, some people want to know, and some people don't. And sure, look at if you're already like, oh, this fucking cunt is explaining again, and they're already fast-forwarded, it's grand. But I just want to say, I love yous. I think about you all the time. <laughs> In uh, moments of paralyzed guilt, uh, when I can't do anything. And uh, like I said, I'm being real with you now. It's not fucking ask anybody that's making podcasts. Shit, shit don't make itself. You know what I'm saying? So, um, look it. This is a swapcast I did with Sam Tripoli a couple of weeks ago. I am going to be putting up a whole bunch of swapcasts that I did. Some of them very prescient. That go all the way back to, I think, like September 2021, if you can believe it. Uh, some with the fantastic Cheney, the wonderful... Charlie Robinson, the lads of abs in the six pack. Like really good pieces of content that I don't think you've listened to that I want to share with you. So I'm going to just blast shows at you now. Swapcasts on swapcasts on swapcasts. I'm hoping out loud. Banging them shits out. Them couple of true crimes in the can. Salem Wish Trails and Charlie Manson. I'm recording the first episode of season nine. And that's going to be on the Manhattan Project. With Edwin Salmon and Chris Kent. I'm very much looking forward to recording that and getting back in the saddle. Those other two episodes are class as well, by the way. And uh, it's going to be a summer of recording, research. I've been reading copious amounts, taking in all that shit. So we have episodes coming up on, this is like one of those season nine announcement episodes, but I just want to, I haven't, it's been so long. I'm kind of gone all Dan Carlin-y. Dan carlin it sounds like a... The Romany version of hardcore history or something. Uh, but I, I, I've got a bunch of season nine episodes that I've been reading about, and they're big ones, starting with the Manhattan Project. And then in no particular order, uh, I'm revisiting Nikola Tesla. We're doing one on Chernobyl. Got one on the Bush family, uh, Chinese Cultural Revolution, the Las Vegas shooting, Planned Parenthood. I'm doing a special episode on Lucifer. The Fallen Angel. Because he's not that bad when you think about it. The Watergate Scandal, which is Christ the Mighty Demand of Books. Uh, Pablo Escobar and the Medellin car- Cartel. Uh, great crack there. Um, and Missing 411. Obviously having a look at David Polyus and trying to find out where them console went. And then in November, by November of this year, uh, we're getting ready for the anniversary of the JFK assassination. So I'm revisiting that one as well. So look at This is a long-ass intro. I just wanted to reach out and say, you know, I'm still here. I'm still alive. Thanks be to God. The head is getting better. The heart is getting better. And, you know, I'm trying my best. And for a lot of you, that's very, very good. And I appreciate your opinion on that. (laughs) So, uh, look, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope that intro wasn't too long. Much love. Big kisses. Uh, Enjoy the swapcast with Sam where I'm talking about it all, man. Just having a head and how hard it is to be a conspiracy theorist or even fucking have a an opinion that doesn't match with what you're supposed to think. 
There's a fucking hate speech bill now coming out in Ireland. And um, I don't know, man. I don't mean this to be a fucking downer. What a downer. No, this is the way it is. Loads of content planned. I'm really trying to shake this shit off and fucking get going, man. So, And it's past midnight here and I'm just pouring my heart into this microphone to you. So look it. It is what it is. This is a big long intro. Thanks for listening. Here's the Swapcast with Sam Triple we did last week. Uh, hope you enjoy it. And uh, keep an eye out for new episodes coming. Okay, enjoy. Hello, Roswell, JFK. Cryptozoology and NSA. Global woman and a living government lies. Tell them all about it, those conspiracy guys. All right, very excited. Uh, this guy's uh, easily one of the uh, the best to come on the show, and he definitely deserves. Sorry, he definitely deserves to be discussed as one of the Mount Crushmore guys for the show for sure. Very excited, I'm on. He has a podcast called Those Conspiracy Guys. Please welcome Gordo Rochford. How are you, buddy? What the fuck is going on, boys? How we doing? Thanks for having me on. Well, first of all, uh, your presentation, your background looks good. I mean, like, I feel like you've upped your game a little bit. Yeah, man. You look great. I got to get it. I had to get out of the city, uh, obviously for obvious uh, apocalyptic reasons. You know, got to leave Dublin. We're facing a housing crisis here in Ireland. Uh, they're just filling them up full of uh, Ukrainians that are like, hey, I want to have an upgrade, maybe. And uh, <laughs> the, the the rent is like fucking uh, San Francisco levels, and there's a similar amount of human waste all over the streets. People are getting attacked, boxed, stabbed, fucked up, drawn out. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, a, a place you don't wow. want to be. So I just moved out to the west of Ireland. We're out here on the west coast because uh, the west is the best. And chilling, man, having a good time. Built a new studio, have all my uh, satanic iconography up here, you know. So oh, you know yourself, perfect. Sam. Perfect. Good. Good for you. That's yeah, great, dude. I love it. And that's sad that that's happening. And we're seeing that more and more. And I don't know, it, like, obviously here it's Democratic policies. Yeah. Uh, the These uh, Marxists are ha- having their chance to implement their, 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 their policies. And it's disastrous from our perspective. I think it's what they want to actually have happened. Uh, that because we're seeing just this kind of like just a complete and utter rewiring of how human beings act. And I think, you know, what we're seeing right now is the big city is just going to be just chaos and everyone's going to in the small cities are going to go where you just want to be left alone. That's yeah, what I think. Me- it's happen. mega city one, man. It's fucking, you know, like it's uh yeah. Just fucking death and destruction and everybody being ruled under an iron fist with an iron oh. boot. And uh, they're just going like, don't commit crimes up up to and including $1,000. But everything under that is totally fine. Like, I can't, my my, my lady Claire, like, I, I watch, um, you know, Austin Fletcher, Fleckus Talks. So he does a really cool, uh, like, weekly video roundup of the wildest shit that you can find on the internet, right? And... Uh, some of them are just crazy videos of people like running into CVS or running into some fucking department store and like going at 980, 990, 995. 
okay, that's it, that's us. And just walking out with fucking handfuls of clothes and no cops and nobody stopping them, people standing around watching them. Like, how, how the fuck is that allowed? And then they're talking about, like, I don't know, $3.4 million reparation for every black person in California. And it's all, like, it's all pandering. It's all just, like, uh, allowances of chaos. You know, like the fucking prequel to Mad Max or fucking... You know, the, the the last of us are children of men or something, and everybody's infertile and crime is rampant, and there's just it's just fucking it's gone a bit mental, you know. It's so crazy, and it's very interesting because you know, there's a lot of people like uh, you know, even it's very interesting because there's the defund the police people, mm. and then there's the uh, the conservative side who got really mad because the police were enforcing all these COVID restrictions and it was driving everybody, everybody fucking nuts. Right. Um, but, but then you get into like, so then you talk to libertarians and libertarians are like, we don't need police forces. I'm like, well, I mean, I don't see any libertarians stepping up right now to enforce law and order. Yeah. But they're, they're not allowed to either, you know, like there's no, there's no homesteaders that are going to be allowed to fucking, act as the police but i'm sure that there's uh in certain towns and villages and uh you know town, townships and places out in the, out in the midwest and stuff like that where or, or in australia or even here in ireland where there's kind of like a a social hierarchy where people are compelled to behave based on you know this the, the social contract and um yeah, the yes, way sir. they're combating this, at least in LA or some parts in LA, they're just locking everything up. You want toothpaste? You got to press a button and yeah. someone has to come and assist you to get the toothpaste. It's an inconvenience. Like, I shouldn't have to press a button, but I <laughs> to fucking get toothpaste yeah. or to get lotion, whatever the fuck I want. Because the other yeah. day I showed up at 11, I need toothpaste and I press a button. There's only three people working. I got to wait 20 minutes to get toothpaste. It's and like, that's their solution to them robbing everything. It's the bulletproof glass is, uh, is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden, you're going into a 7-Eleven and it's just a tiny little box and the whole, uh, the whole fucking shop is made out of bulletproof glass. And there's four Pakistani lads in there going, okay, sir, what would you like? And you, you have to whisper it through a small box and then they have to fucking run around the store like supermarket sweep and try and file down the things that you want because you won't be allowed into these places, you know, eventually. Um, or if you misbehave on social media, when you do collect all your things in your basket and you go to scan and then it goes, bump, bump, you have not passed the social contract uh, bill. Oh, yeah. You, po- you <laughs> said faggot on Facebook in 2023. <laughs> you are not allowed to have toilet paper. Good oh, luck, I shitty bum. Like, and you have to wait for them to expire, like fa- YouTube strikes. Yeah, exactly, you know, yeah, like, you're getting YouTube strikes on life. My problem with comics right now, and I love them. And a lot of them are my friends and a lot of them are crushing it. And they, and, and they're just not talking about anything and it's okay. I get it. That's not your brand. Mm-hmm. But if you have been shadow banned in any way on the internet, just take that and now put it in the world. And you don't know why you got shadow banned. Why did I get shadow banned? I can't talk. <clears throat> Can I talk to someone now? Why I got, nope. But that social credit score, it might be nothing. It might, and now, now we got anonymous snitches snitching on everybody. That's where society's going. It's a soft launch of the the social credit score. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's like, uh, 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 it's almost in the function of a religion or a religious autocracy where you have the police inside your mind. 
they indoctrinate you as a child to say that God is watching everything you do inside and outside your mind, every thought that you have and every word that you say. And like, let's be real, they li- the government literally are able to listen to every single thing. We're like, <laughs> what's it you say, Sam? Hey, CIA spy, what what's the weather like outside today? Today yeah, yeah. is 91 degrees. Like, it's like everything's being listened to and we know that already and still yet we behave but it's the stuff that's inside your mind that shouldn't be able to be got to the thought police are living in there now and people self-censor a lot and I mean comedy is being hit pretty hard people are getting their livelihood switched off unless you're on Rockfin am I right guys? (laughs) but like there's these platforms like Rumble that have blown up Rockfin's blown up um all of these alternative places to be, but it's not for the majority. And there are like character assassination attempts on the people that are on there. So you'll say like, you know, if you if you say, hey, I don't want to go on a date with a chick. And then when I'm, when we're in the taxi on the way to her place, I drop the hand to try and finger her and I end up getting my pinky stuck in her dick hole. Like that's, <laughs> you know, that happens. Do you know what I mean? You, gra- you graze a nutsack and you're like, geez, you're, you got a, you got lumps in your flaps. Like that's going to happen, but you're not allowed to say that you don't want that, or else then you're branded as this or that. If you're now right of centre, you're far right. You're fascist. You're this or that. So like the admission of people who consume media on the likes of Rumble and Rockfin, they uh, they don't talk about it in public as much as they could or should because they're being branded as like, oh, you watch stuff on there, oh. Whereas YouTube is still seen as the bastion of good taste yeah. when the, people don't understand like that the reason they got all fucking tight-shirted was because they were just hemorrhaging money and they had to pay, I think it was a hundred was it $118 billion in fines because they were advertising directly to children on content that wasn't meant for children, but it was children watching it on non-signed in like over-13s accounts and they got caught and it was $175 per case or something like that, you know. Pull that shit up, Johnny. Uh, I don't know what case that is, but um, sorry, let me tell yeah, you what to do there. <laughs> but it was just a joke. And a big part of YouTube, though, and uh, being censoring is that you have all these giant corporations that control the me- other media that were getting yeah. mad that YouTube was taking the lion's share of everything. Uh, you know, it's like you now look at like I have friends of mine that most people. If you told they go, hey, do you know who this person is? Most of them don't even know who they are. Yeah. Just, I mean, like I have multiple friends now have videos of their standup getting a million views on YouTube. That never happened anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, YouTube became too powerful for the legacy media. The legacy media is. I don't know if you've seen. We had a we had a guest on. He he was uh, he he produced um, this doc called The Dividers. And I rem- and we were talking about how, like, I was watching it going, oh, this is Hollywood's worst nightmare. This thing is so shiny and well done. And, like, you can say whatever yeah. you want about that video that came out about Chris D'Elia done by that guy. But, like, the whole the only reason that thing hit with anybody is because how great the editing It was. was watchable, yeah. It's the democratization of the tools involved in the production of Hollywood quality uh movies yeah. and tv you yeah. know like hollywood has to go through all of these loops and jump these hurdles of unions and yeah. all yeah. this stuff and uh, a person for every moment and you got people at home just dip 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 
yeah, yeah they, get a, they get a black magic 4k and a wish and a dream and they hop a fence and they get all this footage like lauren southern made that fucking documentary in south africa and melted the internet about three years ago like uh you have all these guys that are making them like um what was that one i watched about the the fucking calamari in your lungs what was that called died suddenly or something like that yeah that looks amazing i mean Oh, well, Hibbler. Hibbler's yeah, got great course, ones, man. and they're just—it's all pre-made with with his wife. It helps yeah, him out. It's yeah. a whole thing. It's a whole in 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 town studio yeah. where everything happens. Yeah, and how, Johnny yeah. could do one. I'm pretty sure you and Johnny can get it something done production-wise. Like Johnny that. has enough work. Don't don't. Yeah. <laughs> so so let's get into what you came on. I know everyone's like, well, do uh, there's not there's uh, not. I mean, we could talk generally. I I I'm I'm kind of here representing like a conspiracy theorist in, in general. I don't know. I wanted to ask you before we get into anything. Oh, before How, Gordo, before you ask me a sure. question, I want to ask you one more question. Okay. So Johnny and I have another podcast. It's called Cash Daddies, uh-huh. and it is a financial financial podcast. And yesterday we were doing it, and we have uh, the third guy on the show is my friend Howie Dewey, and he's not a conspiracy theorist at all. He just eats every the mainstream narrative hook line sinker. Which how, is how, how do you hang out with him for that long? <laughs> for, he makes me laugh yeah. so much from being super funny to being super just retarded, right? So, but he so this whole Bud Light thing comes out yeah. with trans spokesman uh, Dylan whatever his name is Mulvaney, and so he's a, a normie. He wants to see okay because everything is oh. This Bud Light's fucked. Bud Light's fucked. They're fucked. Oh, they're they're losing money. He goes, okay, this might be an interesting investment right now. And he goes to it, and he learns a lot of things. And one thing he learns is that the, the that uh, I knew this, but he brought it up that um, Budweiser Anheuser Busch is not an American company anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a foreign company. Yeah. That the biggest consumers of Bud Light are is not America, but like I think Japan or something or or uh, I yeah, think I mean it, it was like Europe, India, yeah. and, and you know, like so these Southeast Asia. And that when you actually studied the stock, and Johnny looked this up, it gone up. Yeah, yeah, it briefly dipped, and then it was right back to where it was before. Well, right, 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 well, right back up. Now, people who I love and respect very much, like. Patrick Bet David was did they, like they're lo- he's like they were losing money, and I'm like because I thought it, and now I started realizing that more and more that even on our side there is so much, so much deception going on to to get us to fight with each other, yeah. to harden us on each side. That even this this Bud Light thing. Well, I think that was a ploy to get us to either wedge even more in the notion that go woke, go broke. Is it having an effect? Yeah. Well, and this is it, these differences that we have now are different than they used to be because these are not opinions. These are these are facts that people disagree on, and those are irreconcilable. You know, you can't have say Bud Light is down and getting hammered, Anheuser Busch is fucked, or they're up. I mean, those are two completely; those are diametrically opposed. They cannot be reconciled. There's no overlap because there. we have nowhere to get the fact. There's nobody yeah. going. This is the facts. That's what they are. There facts anymore. That's what they want. That's why. We, I mean, can you ever trust a fact checker, though? You know what I mean? Right. Well, the the Facebook fact checkers were already uh, <clears throat> unsurreptitiously uh, d- denounced as uh, opinions rather than actual facts. They said that, like Facebook had to admit or Meta had to admit. 
yeah, these guys are not actually checking like guaranteed facts. They're checking stuff based off a of political bias. I, I, should they then be immediately deleted? Yes. Because uh, who's checking the facts? But I think with Dylan Mulvaney thing, it's that outrage, that, that rage bait where any attention is good attention. You know, you have Elon Musk smoking a joint on Joe Rogan and tanking Tesla for a few minutes till he bought up all the shares. And then it went all the way back up again because people will only be mad for a little while. Our attention span is really short and the rage is always coming thick and fast. But like, I think there's a lot of people that were... Um, really going after Dylan Mulvaney super hard and looking up old pictures of him, like our old videos of him on like The Price is Right, really hamming up being all that like theater kid kind of stuff. And they started saying like, okay, he's he's uh, advertising Bud Light. Is Bud Light, the people who drink Bud Light, would they ever like Dylan Mulvaney? Probably not. Uh, so it was almost like characterizing the Bud Light drinkers as fascists and then there's loads of memes from the left going, I'm going to buy Bud Light now just because everyone's really mad at uh, Dylan for, for being the spokesperson. And there was loads of people like buying cases of Bud Light and then throwing them out on TikTok in this performative rage. So like there was like both sides of it. He also sponsored by Nike or however you want to say that, Nike, Nike. Um, and the whole internet was talking about Nike for like three weeks putting up pictures of female athletes and going, shouldn't this woman have been considered? Shouldn't this woman have been considered? Um, there was also, um, what else was there? Fucking, uh, Tampax. Was it Tampax? Or something like that? There was Tam- a Tampax. Yeah, yeah, there was another one. Yeah, he's he's been on a handful of promos. And you're like, but you can't blame him. But, but, you, but you can't blame him. You can't, he's, no, getting, he's getting paid, he's man. Not the, he's not, yeah, he's just it's the person not him. they pay for you. Yeah, or her. It's not. It's not no them. No different to me than Candace Owens. Like she's doing it to the right, and he she's doing it to the left. They're all, you know, when yeah. you look, look at Candace Owens, she and a bunch of other conservative uh, talk people, talking heads, were all at the same talent agency ran by an Israeli porn producer. Like they're all <laughs> in the same place. Yeah. So it's like. You know, it's it's not really. You can really study somebody not by what they say, but what they don't say. Yeah, I feel uh, that's this, this is the extension of the question I was going to ask you, Sam. I was going to say, like, I, I'm here as a conspiracy theorist. I have no real agenda for talking today. I've nothing to promote only my podcast and go like, yo, I'm making as many episodes as I can, as many episodes as my head allows me to fucking stomach, you know. But like. Last time we talked, I think it was Christmas 2019. Damn, has it been that long? Yes, yeah, man, I think so. Holy yeah. damn, crap! I think, yeah. Well, then we can't let that happen again. It's been it's been a while, but um, like you know, I had a baby in the meantime. Uh, oh, congratulations! Oh, man. My, my body's coming back and get, get my body back. You know Boy yourself. A right? uh, little girl, and she's flying. She's two and a bit now, yeah. you know. Oh, and man. Um, that's the best. Yeah, the shit flies in. Sure, you know yourself, man. You got double trouble going on, and it's fucking yeah, like the, the chaos. The days fly by, and it's fucking like you'd never think as a as a younger man that you'd have as much of another person's shit on your fingers in your yeah. whole life. You're like, it's not something that I'd ever like. How many kilograms of another person's shit will I ever handle in my hand? It was probably pretty small, do you know. So like. Um, do you know, last time we talked was 2019, I was full of hope. I was full of fucking, you know, uh, the, the, the world is my oyster and all this kind of shit. 
and it was Christmas, and we were talking about like the the the, myth, the mythos of Christmas, and um, yeah, man, like you know, COVID happened, and I think we were we you know we were talking in similar circles, and I, I had lads on, you know, like um, I had like John McAfee was on my show, and we talked about all that kind of stuff, and we took Lord of Mercy on John, and uh, he's not dead; he totally faked it, um, but <laughs> but uh, there's been a mad kind of like mainstreaming of conspiracy theory. There's been a flooding of the, I guess, the information pipelines that people can get real information. Um, stuff like Facebook and all has fallen off. People started getting banned for saying one word on like Twitter and, and, and on Instagram. And then this whole massive flip-flop of Elon buying Twitter and making that the space. Like, the shit has gone mad. To be a conspiracy theorist, I started in 2014. I think you started in, what, 2016 or 17? Yeah, 2016. <clears throat> 2016, you know. And like... You were obviously into it beforehand. I've been into it my whole life. Um, there's loads of people like Isaac, you know, and um, people that we know mutually, like that are conspiracy heads, all the guys from the Union you Unwanted. Like, you're in it for a really long time. And now everything's so muddy and everything's so, like, you know, um, you can't really put your finger on that. And everything is the sand moving beneath our feet, you know. So what I wanted to ask you was, like, how's your head? Like, how do you feel? How 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 are you inside about, like, everything that you're pouring your life into. Because you have this show, you've got Zero, you've got uh, Cash Daddies, you have yeah. the the social club with, with Callan, like, and it's all conspiracies. And you were kind of like, you know, the self confess what, what are you, like the print, the prince of conspiracy theories, the lot, the Archduke was the, was the title though. Do you know? I, I think I'm on a second tier. I think I'm on the second <laughs> yeah. tier. You're a 33rd um, degree conspiracy theorist. But what I'm I saying think, is like, how 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 do you feel about it all? Like, how, what what do you think about the state of play as as a man who talks about conspiracy theories all the time? You've talked to the people who make the fucking books that that I read and and regurgitate. You know, like how fucking mad is it going, and how mad is it going to go? Like, I, I we did an episode on Bluebeam a little while ago, and everyone was like, "What a lot of shit." And there's like UFOs everywhere and it's fucking confirmed that they're real. And I'm like, what the fuck? Do you know, like, how do you feel inside about the the world? Like, are you hopeful? What What's the story? Well, uh, you know, for me, man, and I say this a lot, but conspiracy always leads to spirituality. And I just believe that there is a, there, that even the, the, the most powerful that we know of, let's say Klaus Schwab, right? Yeah. To the universe, he's still a speck. Of, he's just a speck of dust, just like each one of us. Yeah. To the universe, to here, maybe it's different. But I am very hopeful. I am very hopeful for people like us who have a, a different view of it. the The people that mock us and, and and listen, I people call me crazy in loving terms, but secretly they're always like, "What else is going on? What else?" Because they know something's up, and they're just afraid. I personally think that we are in this, the death rattle of the old guard and their power is coming to an end. In you, my yeah, you really opinion. feel that? You really feel that? That, it's, that it is coming I to an really end? I really do, bro, because in my humble opinion, if they, if they were, if they were as powerful as they think they are, really, we would be on vaccine passports. We would be getting shots every other day. And you know, the death of the petrodollar, that to me plays in to the end of this whole thing. I know people are like, it's all coming. I, they're getting us into this again. I just, I think 
I personally think, and maybe I have just too much hope in my heart, but I think they took a shot and it, it just, I personally think it blew up in their face. That's why I think. And I think so much of this is like, it's shadow in the cave, bro. That's yeah. what I really do believe. Like, like, I mean, I'm not saying people aren't dying from the vaccine, but you know, you keep hearing, Oh, like a million people, uh, everyone will be dead by this time. I'm like, I don't know, man. I think they took their shot. I, I just tell everybody how many times have you tried to plan an event with, let's say 10 people. And how many times has that event gone off the way you planned it? Very rarely. There's <laughs> always chaos. Now try doing that with planet Earth. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a COVID quinceanera, like nothing goes right. There's like some right. auntie is showing her tits and someone gets sick. And it's, yeah, I get it. But so, it so, so, like, so what we're going to learn, dude, right now is that we're going to, I think people, at least my age, I'm 50 and maybe Generation X and maybe a little more older of Generation, uh, the uh, millennials. I think people are going to start re realizing that the internet needs to be done in, in smaller doses. Yeah. That's what I think. I think more and more people are just, are, I mean, everybody I talk to, they're like, I'm trying to learn to cook. I'm trying to learn to raise, grow, uh, you know, vegetables. I'm, everyone's looking to pick up all this stuff. That's just my opinion, man. That like, and yes, man, you know, I, I just had this great conversation with this woman on my, uh, uh, on zero and it was about she does she does and i don't know if i talked about this already here but she 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 does hypno fertility and one thing she's always she was talking about is about how we're constantly in the state of fight or flight yeah and like we're the only animal that does that yeah <laughs> you don't think it's our country the only country that does that as well no, like like i mean like, like my friend my my like my friend just went from Japan. He said he was watching their news and he said he really couldn't understand, but he was translating. He was like, it was all they were talking about, the cherry blossoms, just like more happy things on the news. And here he's like, you watch the news and it's just so-and-so got dead, COVID. And it, I mean, obviously, if you go on the internet and you go looking for to be feared, you'll be feared. But I think the news has a lot to do with it because some people still watch the news. No, 100%. And that's what it gives you. 100%. They want you fear. And I think other countries, they don't not looking for that. And well, there's a lot going on with that. They have a different set of rules over there. They're more homogenized. Yeah, it's a culture and, thing, yeah. And their military isn't used as the stormtroopers for the international monetary cartel. Nazis Hiroshima, motherfucker! Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, that's it. So, long story short, I, 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 a short story long, uh, I, I have a lot of hope, man. I have a lot of hope because I think this COVID thing woke up a lot. Like even in my like recovery groups, man, they were going off on COVID and all this stuff. And now secretly they're all hitting me up going, dude, what's up with this? What's up with that? And like, I just see it happen all the time, dude. And it's just like, I think they took a shot. They've been planning on it forever. And maybe Bill Gates will be thrown on the bus. Maybe Fauci will be thrown under the bus, but I think it's going to be real hard for them to put it back in, like you already put it back in the box. You already have Joe Biden go, uh, yeah, another uh, pandemic's coming. I think it's going to be impossible for them to get the majority of the people to play along like they did again. What so is, so there's, no idea, there's no possibility or idea of a civil war to you. 
or anything crazy like that. That's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. On the 10th of April, they just switched off like the pandemic alert, right? There was a full thing signed by Joe Biden. Pandemic alert is over. COVID is officially donezo, US government side. And now Joe Biden is coming, literally coming to my town in the west of Ireland on Friday. We're recording here Wednesday. In two days time, Joe Biden is going to be 800 yards from my house. Walking, (sighs) shuffling around like Mr. Burns. Trying yeah. to fucking finish the end of his sentences. That's if you get the bad clone. You you, you, you <laughs> yeah. gotta have to get a good clone. <laughs> I'd be checking for them earlobes, son. Fucking earlobes. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like fucking uh, Michael Keaton and multiplicity. See which number is behind the ear. You know. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat a dolphin, Steve. No, we're gonna we're gonna feed a dolphin. Yeah, we're gonna we, 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 we're gonna feed a dolphin. That's a boy. That's a. I remember that VHS cover. It was just yeah. him, like different, like him stacked up. Yeah. You know, I remember. Seeing yeah, that. but the la- the last guy ended up retired because he got photocopied too many times. Hey, Steve, <laughs> you want to go eat a dolphin? We're gonna feed a dolphin. Oh yeah. But it's fucking. Uh, do you know it's all farce? It's all bread and circuses. And, like, I ask you to see how you're getting on. Like, I, I would say, like, you, me, fucking, you know, Monica Perez, and, uh, uh, what, what's your man lives in Japan with the baldy head that's amazing. He's, like, the best ever. Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The repo- oh. Corbett, James Corbett. Like, yeah. you imagine James Corbett, like, oh, well, he's going on with, like, we're, we're all like Keith Richards, you know, that's taken heroin since the 70s, and we just have to take <laughs> a little bit of heroin every day just to keep going. But the amount that we take every day if it was given to someone brand new who'd never taken heroin, they'd be fucking panned out. Yeah. They'd be like calling God on the big white telephone, right? So uh, like... 100%. There's a bunch of people coming in taking conspiracy heroin and are, are people who haven't been in it for years since they were smoking hash like in the 90s and they've come back now with COVID and they end up like Philip Seymour Hoffman fucking taking the amount that they used to take back then and just fucking overdosing and dying, right? And there's a bunch of people like that are switched on and ready to believe in the alternative because obviously like what we're what we're seeing now with our eyes on the news in real life fucking government policies shit happening homeless people housing crises fucking petrodollars collapsing inflation putin's price hike you know all this bullshit it's very obviously shenanigans right and uh like the fucking Dalai Lama saying, oh, suck suck my tongue you're like the dirty oh, bastard the fuck off the Dalai Lama. And now oh, all it is is just pictures CIA of him like... Asset, bro. CIA asset. Of course. What, what, what? He talked Dal- about that on Broken Simmons Week. The Dalai Lama, had, he asked, he had this little kid on stage with him at some kind of, uh, you know, one of his uh, gatherings. And the kid, he's holding the kid by the face, like a few inches from his own face, just staring into his eyes. And first he kisses him. with just a, You know, who kiss, knows how many people, dozens of people at least standing yeah. around. And then he goes... What Gordo just said. Give me that impression again, uh, Gordo. He, he he kisses him on the lips, and then he touches the touch foreheads, and then he goes, <laughs> "I shuck my tongue," and then he goes, and, he, uh, and he sticks his big fat tongue out, and the young lad is like, hmm, "Oh, he that kid no. did not no. want to do that." He bro. was not into no, of it. Of course. Oh yeah, I would not sit there. There he is. And, but and, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't. How much? Like you would, you wouldn't pay a fucking. Oh. You wouldn't pay a hooker to do that. Like, that's, you'd be embarrassed to yeah. ask a fucking brazzer to suck your tongue. Like, that's, do you know what I mean? 
so I have a, I have Snapchat and Snapchat has like these news stories and it has this uh, CNBC's news stories and I always click it to see what bullshit they were saying. You're on Snapchat? Yeah, of course. How shady are you, bro? I just have it. I'm not gonna delete it. I'm on Snapchat. You know, you know people can just XG. I want to get a delete a moment. Like you know that you, you know that people can screenshot those, right? Snapchat's a new Craigslist, bro. <laughs> no, but I'm on there, and, and they got stories, and CBS has the stories, and they bring this story up, and they're defending it that in his country, yeah, uh, their tradition is stick your tongue out. That's it's apparent. No, it's yeah, apparently. They are, but but the 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 the, the, the cultural uh, thing yeah. is not to suck the yeah, tongue. No, exactly. just to stick it You're out. supposed to do it from across the street, not to a child six well, inches from your face. This is hello. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, well, it's kind of like a positive story because I think it was like a protest or something. It's like a protest or something. It was a, know, sixth, but, yeah. a sixth century Tibetan king uh, had a black tongue and you had to stick it and you got ousted and you had to stick out your tongue to make sure that you didn't have a black tongue. So you weren't a, de a descendant of his because his family was like, <laughs> so that's how it started. But like, it's what? like. Oh, that's funny because I've heard like I, I've heard something different from that. That's interesting. Yeah, well, like, that's... The, the passing around social is obviously not true. Then. Whatever you need yeah. to tell the child to have him suck your tongue, you just tell him some bullshit like, nah, "Yeah, yeah, nah. I love you. I'll always love you." Go on, give it a suck. Touch it for a second, see how it feels. Like, it's fucking bullshit, right? Oh, it was but, just so but, disturbing. But to everybody, to everybody, that's observably disgusting. Um, it might as well be the Pope doing it, right? Uh, should we all know what them cons are at? Like. And it's very yeah. obvious, like, there's so much stuff coming out now about the COVID narrative that we would all be almost half afraid to talk about for the last three years because your YouTube would get knocked, you get a blue stripe on the on your Spotify, you wouldn't know what the fuck Apple would do, uh, Instagram would fucking take you down for putting up historical pictures of Hitler or the Ku Klux Klan, like, stuff that actually happened. I try and share, like, images of old episodes that I've done and go, hey, check out this. Here's all the different colors of the Ku Klux Klan outfit. Check out our Ku Klux Klan episode on thoseconspiracyguys.com for more. And it's like, this has been, you have been flagged for hateful bloody, and I'm like, I didn't say they were brilliant or anything. I just said, here's a fucking factual historical picture of something, right? And I'm just saying, like, we're all uh, on the Keith Richards dose, and there's people coming in brand new. And they're all going, like, observably, we can see the world is fucked we can see observably that anybody who even like stands in an elevator with Hillary Clinton ends up fucking tied to a pole with their hands behind their back, shot twice in the head, and then the, the judge deems it a fucking suicide, right? Which happened, a bunch. I think they're up to 70 on the fucking Clinton body count, right? Fuck that bitch. And it's just so observably wrong. So they get into this rabbit hole, and then they start getting shown a bunch of stuff by a bunch of people who are... I would say, like, moderately unreliable. And you end up getting sucked into these, like, QAnon fucking whirlpools. You end up getting sucked into shit. I saw shit yesterday saying uh, the real Barack Obama was executed in Guantanamo Bay at the end of 2020. And the fella that's out now, and it was this whole big massive post on Twitter with eight threads about cunts wearing fucking uh, these masks, these, like, super lifelike masks. And they were showing, like, the seams around their throats and stuff like that. And the makeup thing around the eyes like Hollywood effects showing masks on pretending to be this guy and that's how you get your five Bidens I, I heard you with Callan talking on Instagram today there's five Bidens it's like some some old dudes and they have like Biden masks that's where the ears don't match and shit I don't know like it seems to just be so much now conspiracy that the truth of some of the things is being almost washed away like when you're panning for gold and there's just too much fucking stuff 
to decipher or pick out what's actually important and what's 100%. not important. 100%. And the reason they're doing it is because if you can't control it, you have to flood it. Yeah, flood, flooding, the, flooding the information stream. And I, I have to say, man, over the last, like, 18 months, I've become pretty fucking demoralized, you know? That's, <laughs> That's what they want you to do. Yeah. That's what they want you to do. Here's the thing, Gordo, and this is like, you know, so you asked me how I'm doing. Mm. I'm telling you, man, I am so blessed in my life. From this show, six years in, still going strong, to be able to work with people uh, under me that I can rule with an iron fist. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> quite get something nice out, could you? I mean, you were so close. I, you, you almost said it in your head. And you, then you just like, no. Nah, the this fact way. that I get to work with good friends and the fact that I love my kids and I, you know, listen, it's very easy to get lost in what's happening out there yeah. and not focus what's happening in here. And like all these things, listen, I'm not saying bad things don't happen. I'm not saying that. But how much things happen out there and how much bad things happen in here? It's a dude. Somebody said this yesterday and I, I, I can't get it's It's just a, a, an, an, it's an energy battle. It, that's all it yeah. is. It's a battle of energy, man. That's it. You're battling energy. You have to focus on that. That's all it is, man. And it, like, as soon as you understand that, dude, it changes everything. And yes, some, it doesn't always go well, but on a basic level, what is happening in your life? What is actually happening in your life? All this doom and gloom, is it actually happening to you? Now, I'm not saying price of gas isn't going up and all that stuff, but what is actually happening in your life? And like, if something bad is happening in your life, what is your role in that? And is your area, like, do you live in an area that's more haunted than other areas? And if so, maybe you need to get out of that fucking area. Like, you see people come here all the time to this country, leaving places that are fucked. Maybe that area is fucked for a reason. Maybe that's a more haunted area of this haunted house. And your job is to get out of there. Like, I'm, I don't know, man. I, when I take a look at my life, I go, it's actually pretty good. When I get on Twitter and I'm just trying to throw truth bombs on, what am I doing outside of fighting a windmill? Yeah. Yeah, and then he'll be on Twitter doing that, and then, like, 20 minutes later, he'll show me me and Johnny a video of his uh, one of his little daughter dunking a, dunking a basketball, and he's yeah. stoked. He's so happy, and he just forgets that he just blew up on Twitter, so, so, and it's just his life is good, and that's what's important. is like, And I've seen it. Me and John be like, and he's showing him. Little dunk, it's yeah. not like she's that's how yeah. so Gordo. When I met you, you were we were you were talking about how great your show is doing, how you're revered, respected in the game. You know, now you had a kid, you, you own your own house, you got a great fucking, you got a great studio. I mean, like, I think life is pretty freaking good. Oh, I feel blessed, man. And every day I I, I throw out my gratitudes every day. I'm like, I feel blessed for this shit that I'm able to go and research and make a big fucking Dan Carlin-y type of show. It takes a long time to make, takes a long time to to produce and put out. And people really appreciate it. And I get that stuff all day, every day. But then you feel like, fuck, man, uh, you know, the world is fucked. And and when you have a kid, I know you guys know, if you have some kids, like you're like, are they going to be, you know, put up? What, what, put, this is, is, is all it part of their game, Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it, man. 
is to get you in high anxiety all the time. Like mm. I was saying, man, we're the only animal that's constantly in fight and flight. These television shows, like like men men supposedly have by having phones near our our junk, our loan, our sperm count. Well, women like we joke about women loving murder entertainment. Well, what is that doing to them psychologically that they may not understand? That puts them in fight and flight. Yeah. It's tightening up them ovaries, like man. Children in fight and flight. You don't have kids when you're constantly moving. Dude, it drove my grandma crazy. The local news drove my grandma just crazy in her later years. I worried. I mean, putting all these crazy locks and security systems. And we, I'm, we're like, Grandma, nobody lives within three miles of us. You know, yeah. what's going to happen here? My mother thinks she lives in, like, NWA's Compton. <laughs> <laughs> the way she acts. It's like, upstate New York, there's 15,000 people. Everyone knows each other. I'm not saying there's no crime yeah. and there's not bad things happening and that, you know, what, what they're doing, but these are people all falling for the psyop. They're in their dimension, so right? I'm, what, what I'm what I'm saying I mean, to you is, how, how do you feel then about about our? I I don't know what you say. Our work, right? So we we all got into conspiracy because it was entertaining. It was also like so we don't have to fucking like uh, you know slinging slinging our d'oeuvres, or we don't have to fucking you know work behind a counter or pull pull drinks like pull beers and stuff for other people. Like it's a different type of job, right? But at the same time, there's a mission behind it. And I don't think there's anyone doing this that doesn't have that feeling of like, yeah, I want to impart this information. I have some great ideas and I'm also entertained. And, you know, comedy's the same. Like you're, you're, you're trying to get ideas across through laughs and stuff. That it seems like there's a bunch of other people that have now co-opted that natural movement. That have oh, now yeah. all come in and taken over and saying, okay, that's got really popular because of all of, the union of the unwanted and the, and their ilk, all of that cohort has like raised yeah. the profile of the genre. Yeah. And now, and now mainstream has come in. You have like, uh, on Netflix, there's every type of fucking conspiracy documentary going. I see on like, you know, we have, we have Sky TV here. So like, it's like, you know, cable TV and there's like a crime section on it. And every episode I've ever done, they've fucking done a documentary on Marilyn Monroe and fucking Elvis and fucking Princess Diana. The conspiracy behind the death of Princess Diana. It was the fucking queen. The queen did that shit because Diana was going to have a brown Muslim baby and she didn't want to have to fucking retouch the family picture to try and take the black off his ass. And then fucking Harry ended up... Then they got a a black escort as yeah, you ended so up getting, getting a marker in and I was like, oh, you know. So, like, I'm just saying, like, all of that stuff is mainstream. Everybody knows that stuff now. And when we were doing it 10 years ago, people were like, oh, my fucking God. Do you yeah. mean to tell me the Princess Diana and she was, and that was, what? And now it's like, oh, yeah, of course the Queen did it. Oh, yeah, sure, she's a fucking lizard. And you're like, what? Yeah, and Prince Andrew's a pedophile. So what are you going to do about it? You're like... What the fuck? Like it's it be- it's become normalized now for all the regular people, and I'm thinking like, what what will it take now? It's 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 almost like desensitize desensitizing us. Like you know they've been pricking that one point with a with a with a with a needle, and now you can't feel it anymore. So they say stuff like, yeah, UFOs are totally real. Sorry about lying to you for seventy years. It just feels like what's going to be the thing that will make people push back, and. I look at that bill, you know that internet bill, the TikTok bill they talked about? Yeah. That's not really about TikTok at all. That's about yeah. like 
full control over the internet and its messages. 100%, they can, bro. 100%. They can, uh, you know, nominally uh, entitle somebody with the, you know, the, 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 the nomenclature of you are the enemy. You are now the, the you're a, a, a seditious agent of misinformation. And then you're banned off all internet, not just like, you know, Facebook bans you off Facebook. It's like you said something shit about Joe Biden, blah, 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 being a fucking porridge handed dinosaur handed fucking, you know, he, he chose poorly. And the fucking Holy Grail at the end of Indiana Jones, like some crusty old fuck. Like you say that shit. And now all of a sudden, everything that you create, everything you make, all your emails, nothing goes past the borders of America. That's what that bill has basically enacted, right? That they can say, like, nothing that can't make from another country gets into our country. And everyone's like, yeah, okay, then. Um, The propaganda around TikTok changing the children of America's minds, that the children in China are being shown maths and engineering, and the children in America are being shown, like, you know, jiggly titties and fucking, you know, Mentos and Diet Coke and shit like that, or fucking doing pranks, dropping buckets on people's heads in Walmart and shit, which is very annoying, by the way. And uh, people are like, yeah, get rid of TikTok 10, it's Chinese propaganda. And at the same time, Instagram, you type France into Instagram, and you just see nothing but fucking, like, baguettes and smelly cunts with fucking strings of onions and then you type it into TikTok and the motherfuckers are like charging and burning down the head the headquarters of BlackRock. Do you know? Like there's 2.7 million people on the streets of France all week this week protesting, burning shit down because they're the best yeah. at protesting. And, you know, they were putting up, they were putting up gallows. They were putting up fucking gallows in the streets and going like, Ugh! and and Macron was going over to Russia and going over to China and going like, can you please help us? They are putting up the ropes to hang us. Uh, what do you oh. do when, when they do that? <laughs> What's the next step, you guys? <laughs> Shit themselves. No, so a lot's going on with that. You discuss lots. You're 100% correct about the TikTok, the, the, the Restrict Act. Restrict Act, that's it. And by the way, all of this Pentagon leak stuff is a false flag. Yeah, seems like it's it. a false flag. To get you to 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 get politicians to use it as an excuse to vote for this bill, and what they're trying to do is get everyone to think, oh, we can't get this information out because it makes us look weak, and and they're going to basically emotionally blackmail politicians to vote for this. It's so obvious what they're doing, but again, I think people are waking up quicker and quicker. Uh, you know, so you don't think they'll find a you don't think they'll find a whistleblower that guy that leaked it on Telegram. Yeah, they'll throw somebody under you the think bus. Just throw someone under the bus yeah, and say but, fuck that. But fool. they put it out on purpose. This has been done on purpose to create a. Well, they may or- have even. I mean, a lot of times with those leaks, someone actually does leak it. They were just given access to it. You know what I mean? They just kind of slid it onto their desk. Like, yeah, but the I, wording, the wording. Is- no, but what I'm saying is, somebody chose what information to get out there, and maybe the leaker actually thinks they are leaking it. You get know what I'm saying? Okay, what you're talking about is what Bill Cooper talked about, why he got all the, uh, all the stuff on UFOs because he exactly yeah he felt like they wanted him to get it out yeah that so, it was yeah, gi- that it was given it. to him because it would have an effect that they had already planned for, like a COINTEL Pro type thing like that they're I don't think COINTEL Pro ever stopped I think they're after invading the conspiracy space to have a bunch of uh, 
They have a bunch of uh, on the Daily Wire, Gordo. I think that entire group, yeah, uh, is is a limited hangout. I think they're. I think you watch what they talk about, what they don't talk about, and how like all they do is try to. And I listen. I, I there's a lot of stuff that Matt Walsh says that I think is spot on, and there's a lot of stuff that I think Candace Owen says that is spot on. I disp- I'm not a fan of Ben Shapiro. In any way, because he's uh, Jewish. Nothing about him that I think is. I think he's uh, straight. I think he was throwing a lot of money to co-op to do exactly what you are talking about, which is to commandeer the conservative or the conspiratorial movement and move it in a certain way and control the narrative. And when you see, you see Kanye West basically do this thing to get out of all his contracts, yeah. which was he picked the one thing that he knew would drive everybody crazy, which was criticizing the Jews. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> and then he just went on all, got all the talking heads that, that do that. And he got out of all of his contracts, but the way Candace Owens dropped, dropped Kanye West, like, uh, uh just uh, uh, like, a uh, 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 the prom dress just l- left him behind. Uh, let you know everything you need to know. Yeah. No, it's very, it's very, um, for, for, what is it? Realize, realize, realize. You know, you can see fucking, <laughs> for those that know, you, you can see what's happening. Like, I was watching that whole Kanye thing going, this is fucking genius. It's, it's genius. So genius. It's genius. He's a genius for doing that. And I mean, he knew he'd take a, take a dip, he'd take a bath, but it was less than what he was going to take off, like, you know, reneging on the contracts going on Alex Jones was a master stroke with a fucking with a face mask on you going like what was it he had he was doing little puppets and all that stuff like his fucking he had, a, he had the net and then he had a Yahoo yeah. a, a Yahoo little fucking uh, milk carton yeah and like, Yahoo, it was hilarious that's fucking hilarious man but he just did that and then went okay cool and now I'm out it was the modern day equivalent of Prince coming out and saying he's not the artist formerly known as Prince, he's now a symbol. And it was this outrage about, like, you know, his androgyny and what did the symbol mean? Because it was like a male and female thing in it. And, like, he knew what he's fucking doing, you know? I think that uh, there's a lot of stuff hidden there, you know? The outrage about what Matt Walsh says and the fact that he's completely immovable on that, like, what is a woman documentary? That's a great and these, word to use. That yeah. was a great word. Very rigid, and, like that. That those kind of rigid thinking. I know, like there's things from years ago that you thought that now you don't think because of experience. You know, same with anybody who's interviewing experts. Like you see how Rogan has changed his mind on a lot of different topics over the years because once you have more information, you change. You inevitably change your mind. But when you're in for when your beliefs are based off of, uh, you know, emotive and ideological basis rather than in facts and truth, that can be changed or corrected. Like if you have somebody that's running off emotion, whatever happened to them or whatever way they've chosen to stack their emotional palette, uh, that can be easily manipulated as much as it can be rigid in its steadfastness against an opposition. Do you know? Like you can get in at the fucking thing that's at the core of somebody and go, wah, 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 wah. like I know Ben Shapiro probably got bullied in school for, for being like, small and dewy and like you know you could get at him for that and he'd get flustered and he'd say Ooh, something but he, he he's learned to battle that kind of stuff and be, and, and his uh, 
his public speaking and the, the the verisimilitude with which he orates at these public, you know, events and, and Ben Jamiro owns, you know, trans protester or something like that. Like, that's all rage bait. And well, you know, it's like, it's so interesting because like every video is like, Ben Shapiro lights up this protester. But then yeah. when one taste wants to debate him, he won't do it. It's like, that to me is like, it's just like every, you're just a clown, bro. You're just a freaking clown. Yeah, dude, you see that. So John Stewart does that too. He picks the worst yeah. representatives of ideas and just dresses them down on his show. Yeah. And it's so disappointing. He dresses them up like a straw man. He, he finds those like real life yeah. straw men and then just like, dunks fucking easy baskets yeah. on them in front of everybody yeah. the same as jim jeffries did for his tv show and avi yemeni fucking recorded it and showed how yeah. how inauthentic and how uh i guess duplicitous the recording pr like production was of the tv show like showed him out to be a cunt basically showing fucking asking him one question and get and taking the answer and editing it so he was answering is like do you know what? Hey, what what's your favorite M and M? Do you like the blue ones? Do you like the green ones? And Avi's like, oh, I don't like the brown ones. And then he goes, so who, which people in Australia do you hate, do you hate the most? Oh, well, I don't like the brown ones. Like it's just fucking completely, <laughs> you know, inauthentic and 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 uh, disingenuous. But like that's happening all the time now, man. What do you think about Russell Brand? Like his flip flop from being a a machine, a part of the the the, the media machine, and now he's like the king shit of fuck mountain as far as conspiracies go like he's like like he's the conspiracy the, the the crown prince of conspiracy on youtube i'm so mad that he has been allowed to say all the stuff that he's allowed to say oh. and we and everybody like I, us all got fucking strikes for saying that shit on youtube and he's allowed to say it now what's going on there what deal has he got who's protecting him from being allowed to say that stuff and why is he not saying some of the things that we all know he should be saying, but he's saying enough to be like, oh, he's conspiracy. That, that, that's the kind of thing I'm asking you there. Like, is it fucking... And it's funny, he's accused you of censorship and bias, and I'm like, are you serious, dude? I mean, come on, you're killing it on YouTube. Well, Performance, you know, Russell Brand is something that, you know, and he's going a little deeper into the waters, you know, but if you, if you said, Sam, I think Russell Brand's a limited hangout, I wouldn't necessarily freak out about that and be like no it's mm -hmm. like he has everything of that but i've had him on the show actually having the discussions and maybe he brings some more normies to the party so i like that i you know when when you're somewhere everywhere all at once that's when i get very nervous and for you know he was on he was on uh, uh rogan then he was on uh bill maher then he was you know he's everywhere all at once yeah so that's, that's what i'm wondering uh, how is he allowed to do all that and right. not have somebody like do you know i know i keep on saying like someone from the union you know hey you got so you, you got nobody's allowed to work okay. around here unless it's in the union but i'm just saying like Union of the Omanta people and the likes, like people who have been studying about it for years, people who are re like deep 25-year, 30-year conspiracy heads. And then and then Russell Brand then ends up like fucking, uh, you know, coming well, in at the last leg of the race and then just like sprinting ahead with fresh feet and getting to cross the finish line yeah, and getting to yeah. go on all these shows and getting to talk about these topics with, I don't know, has he got the, the depth of information or the depth of knowledge around this kind of stuff? Probably he reads a lot. He's a very erudite and intelligent and educated man. But like, does he get to be then the spokes, the brand new spokesperson who has anointed himself in the last two years 
to speak for all conspiracy kind. What's he saying and what's he not saying? Do you know what's the what's the yeah, allowance yeah, of him being I allowed mean, to say I'm that stuff on YouTube on and, get, and get no pushback? I'm definitely pushback. with you on that. Very, it's very interesting for sure. Like how, if there's gonna, can... what I'm saying is, if there's gonna be a fucking you, is there gonna be like a Netflix fucking uh, conspiracy documentary series? You can fucking bet both balls in your bag that it's going to be fucking Russell Brand is going to be presenting. <laughs> he's what I call safe dangerous. Now, okay, well, wait up, but if he's safe dangerous, then why why would he go on Rumble and go live in there instead of YouTube? Well, well is he trying I, to show? Is he trying to show that he's a little bit banned? I mean, they probably threw him a shit ton of. Oh, money. absolutely. No, no, yeah, they gave him a deal. Like 100. Yeah, percent He goes live every day. He goes live every day on Rumble. I think for like an hour or so. But they saw what yeah. kind of money was there from Crowder from the Mug Club, and when he got spanked on YouTube and, and decided to go with Rumble, that was that whole thing trying to get away from that. Uh, he was with like a multi-channel network and trying to decouple himself, and that whole. Do you know the fucking the quartering was helping out Jeremy from the quartering was helping out Crowder and his website, and they got fucking DDoSed, and it was this whole big drama trying to get that back. But Crowder's like one of the top dudes. He doesn't get on to fucking Bill Maher anymore. He doesn't get asked on, on all of these. T- I remember there's a clip from about 10 years ago when he was like spanking. He's still got that Hollywood juice, though. I mean, he is a, yeah. a name. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. Does and they love that. Listen, I, I would like to be like, hey, man, you know, let's he he's bringing awareness to maybe people who would like. But everybody, including this show. You should always do your own research on what they're talking about and yeah. what we're talking about. You should never just be like, oh, XG said it, so it's got to be true. <laughs> I should always be I like, don't be true, oh, XG, under I the bus know. there. <laughs> you should Sometimes. always take whatever I say. It's Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. True. XG no, said that no. about the Jews, not me, man. Well, it's super interesting, Gordo, because, like, you know, you want to get on the Rothschild, you want to discuss the Rothschild. Well, this and not is the it, Rothschild. yeah. I, I had an episode we just released on the Rothschilds, right? And uh, the wild thing about the Jews is this: it's like the Jews. Do, I think they're middle management. Yeah. And the reason, and the reason why somebody like what Kanye did was so interesting, and but why they have to annihilate anybody, they even they can't give an inch on that. It's not that the Jews run the world. Cause, and here's where, hey, you know, Sam. Oh, Sam just said, watch what he does. Clip is. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my God, he's controlled opposite. No, dude, it's just like because I think there's higher level. Yeah. That's it. But do are do we look at like these these people that are presented as our leaders and what we say in this show forever? If you know their name, they don't run shit. Exactly. Okay, they're presented as that with the Bergs and the Steins and the Golds and the all and the Silvers and all that shit. They're presented as the as the as the power source. So. If they make it so you can't criticize them, because once you allow them to criticize that group, you're opening up the next level to criticism. If they can stop you at this level and you can't go past that, you'll never get the normies to look at who's above that and who is above the, 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 the committee at 300 yeah. or, or the black nobility or all that. If you stop the at the Rothschilds, as the judge, as the as the Jews run everything, mm. can't figure nothing out. You can't. You'll never get to where the true power is. And, and listen, man. Yes, they they walk around. They're like, oh, this guy works. This guy's Mossad. This guy's Israel. This guy's all that. But but if it was real power, man, they wouldn't be telling you what was going on. They want you to look at that. That's what they want. They, that's the life for the fucking moth. 
They want you to be drawn to that. But when you really study like Jeffrey Epstein, there's so much occult symbolism that goes even farther than Jews Yeah, that are just into all this Moloch shit that we talk about, which I believe is a real source of power. That's to my opinion, the black nobility and all that shit. So they, they got to defend the notion that Jews run the, the world. And if you criticize that level of power, which is middle management, if they let you have that, that's the first line of defense gone. And yeah. now you're going into the higher level. Middle management is the perfect analogy for it because it's like, think about any manager that you've had in any job that you're in. Customer comes in, you're the first line of defense, like, and you're kind of going like, yes, sir, how can I help you? And you're like, well, this fucking Subway sandwich is cold. And you're like, okay. <laughs> like, I want a free one and I want a free drink and fuck you. And you're like, I just get my manager one second. Like the manager... Uh, is given the power to make the decision definitively on the customer. It never goes to head office. In fact, he wants to hide any of that shit from head office. He just wants to fucking tilt it, add up at the end of the day. But if you as a, an employee start pushing back against the manager, you get spanked, you get the late night shifts, you get don't get the days off that you want. You get, They make it uncomfortable for you to, to exist in the place that you're in. But there is people above, like obviously there's systems above you know, some fucking TV producer or some uh, movie producer or some banker or some, you know, hedge fund manager or some shit like that. Like the systems of money that are all anonymous. Like you said, if you know their name, they're definitely not in charge because the people who are actually in charge are very secretive. It comes to a thing where you're saying like, how long ago did this thing start? How long ago? And in what iteration of the planet that we know did this thing start? Right. And on our Rothschilds episode, I go back into it's the first of four. And it's like the origins of this kind of family, this, um, you know, the Red Shield, you know, this uh, uh, the Judengasse in Germany, where a bunch of disenfranchised Jewish people were lumped into this ghetto and they had to fucking survive somehow. They weren't allowed to have land. They weren't allowed to even own their houses. They weren't allowed, you know, so they were running businesses out of their homes running mobile businesses off of foldy cables and stuff like that. And they ended up like trading in coins and trading in jewels and trading in this kind of stuff. And then usury became a business. And the reason that usury was allowed to propagate among the Jews was because the Christians and the Muslims of the time, according to their religion, it wasn't allowed for them to lend money for profit. Right. And so the Jews were like, well, fuck it. There's a gap in the market you know, let's, let's go, let's go Brandon. Right. So they just bounce in, they start lending money out to people. And, uh, but within that system, they ended up like, and it's so interesting how, uh, Meyer Amschel Rothschild, like the daddy of the family ended up like just stumbling onto these little systems of operation. And that's what yeah, you're talking about. Dude, yes, that's what you're talking about. So like, so like it's how the fucking thing works in the back rooms, right? In those, in those financial liminal spaces where money sits and does apparently nothing. Like people still don't understand how the world actually like properly works. That they think the money comes in from your job and it's like, you know, fingers crossed, four figures, hopefully five, comes in every month and you see it on your banking app. And you think, okay, well, this uh, this amount has to go for this. This is rent. This is that. That's the alimony. Fucking this is thing. Billy needs new shoes. And it goes down and down and down. You put a little bit away for savings. So when you're old 
and that's what you do every month and that's what the money is. Like, they don't understand what's happening to that money when you're not spending it. They don't understand how many other people, like, they're so focused on their own thing and made to be like that, that they don't understand, like, do you know, you're talking about how many $118 billion is after being sent to the Ukraine of American taxpayers' money. Why? Like, why is that happening? What the fuck is going on there, right? And they don't understand, like, how that can be laundered through stuff like FTX changing into crypto, funneling it back into the Democratic Party, funneling it back into the pockets of the Bidens. Like, that's what happened. That has what has been happening. Nancy Pelosi and fucking Hammerhead having little pillow talks at nighttime while he's thinking about some other fucking fat guy's wrinkly cock. And she's like, tell me, tell me what stocks should I buy or sell? And he's like, Nancy, please don't touch my penis. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Like, it's fucking, they're all doing that shit in the background, man. And we don't understand how that works. We have not, we're not privy to that information. But what has happened is the democratization of information, especially on stuff like on Reddit for super stonks and those types of subreddits, that people are sharing that information now. Uh, deep fucking value. You know that guy from Reddit? And he ended yeah. up doing the the uh, short stock shorting on uh, on GameStop. And I think he I think he has like eight, 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 80, 88 million dollars, something like that. Like he just keeps on buying fucking GameStop stock. And and it was supposed to like it, it put a thirteen point three billion dollar hedge fund to the wall. A bunch of fucking dudes on Reddit destroyed a hedge fund worth nearly fourteen billion dollars. Just from their messing because they learned the rules that the big boys are playing with. So like these Rothschilds back in the day they got information about these, how, how the postal system worked and how yep. how people were ch- like sharing information through the post. And then because the people who ran the post office and that, that business, they ended up like fucking making a post, like they vertically integrated their usury and their coin collecting, got into the fucking right parties, they got into the right uh, company with very famous and rich people like the princes of all the Germany was split up into loads of different principalities and they were all like princes and dukes and shit and Meyer just like rubbed shoulders with the right dude, he had the right coins this lad was into coin collecting, he went bing bang bong, made friends with him ended up getting the fucking, he tendered for the contract to be the post office and then all of a sudden Meyer Rothschild is fucking giving all the letters all around the place and he's able to open them and read them first and get all the info bro and then they found out, like, oh, he's fucking getting all the info first. We're going to read his letters first. And then the smart bastards, they ended up, instead of putting stuff in the letters, they just used to color code the outside of the envelopes to be like, the, pa- the pound is going up, the dollar is going down. And they were able to fucking communicate through. They didn't even have to read the inside of the letter because the post office guys were told, when we get your post, you have to wait 24 hours to get it. They would open it to try and, to try and like, get around this, the, the the trick that the Rothschilds were doing and the Rothschilds just were just one step ahead, man. Just one step ahead using the technology available at, at the time. So when you talk about stuff like 15-minute cities, CBDC, centralised currency, uh, you're talking about social credit score, you're talking about AI taking over people's jobs, you're talking about remote working and working from home instead of being in the offices. Uh, you're talking about like faster internet, faster computers, availability for um, uh, uh, developing nations to be able to get the technology that first world nations have and the internet connections that first world nations have. You're talking about the repopulation and re uh, 
relocation of very, very low economic countries into higher, higher educated countries to fucking, I know, the blood and soil, <laughs> the blood and soil of the Nazis is said now, if you say like there's a, um, the great replacement, people say, and it's like, Jesus, that's like saying blood and soil. It's like they're replacing the working class with people from poorer countries and then giving them internet and computers and iPhones and all that stuff and going, here, learn to code. So just this whole thing that's been happening at the moment, people are always ahead of that technology. And um Oh, hold on, hold on. Before th- you move on to this, because I yeah. think you're totally on to some, but I just wanted to tell you that I agree with everything you're saying. I think the Rothschilds are, are Paul Bunyan. Yeah. The way people talk about Mayor Rothschild, is that his name, the one who kicked it all off, and how he was like this really smart guy who was like running this firm at 12 years old. And <laughs> it's like, it's all bullshit. Yeah. It's all bullshit. It's like, look at every one of these these billionaire tech guys their whole stories are lies they're all actors i'm not saying that someone like elon musk isn't smart i'm just saying dude they all come from rich stock their story isn't real they're vetted they're pre-vetted sometimes they're sometimes they're just positioned by their psychopath parents to be that person who knows what bill gates's parents did to him i mean that guy was running the federal reserve in Washington State, his dad he started you started uh Planned Parenthood scumbag, okay scumbag, Malaki and scumbag. So the Rothschilds weren't the, the, dude. He wasn't this incredibly smart guy who just came up with that thing. No, dude, smart people came down and told him exactly what to do, and he was the face of it that implement. Oh, he just sent his kids to Germany and France and everybody, and they just happened to know all these languages and everything just worked out. <laughs> and just it spread like a fucking virus and it just worked out perfectly no the people at the top gave him the money power and just strong-armed anybody that didn't allow him to implement it jeff bezos is the best uh, example of this his grandfather started fucking darpa yeah they handed him amazon and they knew because out of all of him his level of cousins and everybody, brothers, sisters, and cousins, whoever they may be, or whatever children were in his family, he was the one that they said, this is the best one to do it. They positioned him in there, yeah. made up this origin story that he just worked so hard in it's, his uh, garage. It's like- <laughs> works for everybody. They pick books because nobody gives a fuck about books. And they, they, they did it on that. They did it through books. So so Okay, so I always thought, I mean, at least I thought that Rothschild were up at the top. Who put them at the top? Elite lizard people. The, ro- yeah. the royals. The royals in Germany the at the time. And above them, the black nobility. Yeah. Old Phoenician, Babylonian money magic bankers that worship. Uh, and uh, and just fallen. to keep them as a say uh, as a face, so when people talk his shit, they're like, "It's the Rothschild." Yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's like Jews. Rothschild. It's Jews got talent. You got Howie Mandel and Howard Stern, and they have to do the audition. <laughs> And your man comes out and he goes, hey, my name is Herschel. I've been a banker for 24 years. And they have to do the whole thing. And it's like, I had a dream. I saw a dream and a dream. And it, and uh, what what are the words? Oh, my God. I feel like such a schlemiel. But it's like, they do this whole. They, <laughs> I'm schwitzing. But there's this whole thing where royalty, he rubbed shoulders with, Mayor Amschel rubbed shoulders with, some royal prince barons um 
the, the guys were very well connected. And at that time, every cunt was related. So you're talking about the the uh, end of the 18th century, right? So you're talking about like the um, English royal family, the Russian royal family, the French royal family, the German royal family, the Spanish royal family. Uh, and then you had your Greece, your Mesopot- your, your um, Macedonians, your uh, Prussians, uh, which is like former Yugoslavia, all that area, Austria, Poland, all that stuff. You had your Russians and then you had your Eastern kings. You had your Indians that was run by the British. Like uh, the British were into everything. And then fast forward a hundred years and the fucking kings and princes of all of that shit, they were all uh, progeny of Queen Victoria. Like they were all literally from the one family. So the one royal family ran everybody in the whole of Europe and Russia, right? And you don't think like that all those fucking inbred, fucking pig nose. Uh, Do you ever watch that episode of the X Files where the three lads are riding the man and she has no arms and no legs and she's under the bed and they wheel her out on a fucking on a mechanics trolley and they give her loads of stuff and she's all like, yeah, go on, get it to me. Like, do you ever watch that episode of the X Files? Yes. No. Maybe. Man, it's it, a yeah. good one. It's a good Daddy one. Loves the X Files. So that's what they fucking. That's what they uh, all these fucking princes and barons now look like. They're all like, ah, everybody, I got a glass of wine. Like they're all inbred as fuck because they're all fucking yeah. cousins and shit, right? But that was just like the 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 front. That was just the name of the royal blood. Like they weren't making military strategy. It was the guy, it wasn't the guy, it was the guy behind the guy and a slightly to the left or the right. The fellow who had his hand on the shoulders that wasn't painted into the paintings, you know. So like, Rothschild was a smart dude who was discovered in Jews Got Talent. And it was like, golden buzzer, like you you, you get to go to Vegas, right? And, 100%. And they fucking, he, he trained his kids and he said like, you're, and no, it's not to take away from Fucking beat the, sh- probably did all the fucking ritual like nasty like dude they they traumatize these kids and that's why they all grow up and they get in the family business one way or another and they're all psychopaths yeah 19th century Rothschilds were not as uh kindly viewed upon as meyer was in the 1700s he died in i think 1812 and then after that like you had five brothers and three sisters and the three sisters obviously were persona non grata but those five brothers were the cruelest motherfuckers um the, the meanest, the, the, you know, there's all these uh, myths about like, oh, when, when uh, Napoleon lost, like uh, uh, one of the brothers ran home to England and like, you know, sold all the stocks and that's how they made their first billions and stuff like that. Like all of those things are all bullshit. It's all like stories to say that like, oh, Jews are sneaky and fucking, you know, this kind of stuff. It's, it's, yeah. it's good business. And they were doing business for people that may or may not have been also Jewish. I don't think that they were. And I think that um, any kind, like the end of this conversation ends up with somebody, Sam, the end of this conversation ends up with somebody saying Hitler had the right idea. And I don't want it to be me, right? But, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want that to be me, right? But, listen, Yeah. the the notion of somebody being Jewish is like laughable. It's yeah. like again, it's this, it's this psyop being pushed on everybody. Judaism is a philosophy. It's a religion. I mean, it's a, it's a religion. It's a spirituality. Yeah. But when they say somebody is Jewish, it means that people from this area that tend to believe this all have these genetic markers. It's not 
connected to Judaism. But that's another thing that's going on. When when, when Ben Shapiro puts out that he got a, a DNA test that came back, uh, uh, Azakani or whatever that Ashkenazi, was. Ashkenazi, yeah. It's like, you're lying. Dude. It is kind of related, though, because the reason that they've kind of stayed insular and they've bred with each other is because the of the religion. Yeah, but yeah. but there's no like there's an area of of Africa, okay, where everyone has this genetic thing, okay. Well, I, I mean, be Jewish, Johnny. Okay, so this, so he's right. So when I was Mexican, when people told me he's Jewish, I literally thought it was a country. I'm not lying. When I was a, yeah, you don't know as yeah. a kid, you're like, right. oh, they're, they're, oh, he's Jewish. But I'm what like, they oh, mean what is is like the Jews that descended from you know Eastern Europe it's called Jewish. There's no, right, no, that's right. Yeah, but the, the, those words Ashkenazi mean things though, you but, know, but like Sephardic. There's no Jewish ethnic group. There is there are people it's really complicated. from a yeah. religion a region who tend to have this religion. That's not an ethnic with group. certain genetic traits that they are likely to have in common. Then I also believed when you were Jewish, you followed you followed all the rules. And you don't have to follow all the rules to be considered Jewish. Right? Like no, culture and shit like that. Different yeah, there's I mean, like, yeah, it's just you really thing. have to define your terms with that for sure. It's like <laughs> Because we could be talking about two different things when we say Jewish. Do you know what I'm saying? Some people, some a lot of people who are Jews talk about they're talking just about the genetic part of it. You know, like I am a I'm a non-practicing Jew. Like the a Palestinians non, are Jewish. Like a non-practicing Jew. What is they're, that? They're all they're all yeah, because that's culture, dude. And that is that that is this is this right, but that's what I'm saying. We have to define it. Right. Like right. There's no genetic marker that says Jew. It could say Ashkenazi. Well, yeah, there's genetic markers that say you've descended from people who were in the area of Jews. Yeah, and likely no, but, are Jews. But do you understand? Like, I get it, but I don't see why it's important. Abraham created these these religions. Why is that important though? Like that. Well, because it just keeps adding to these layers of that just of brainwashing that goes on. That's it. There's just brainwashing going on because in reality, Palestinians and Jews are the same. They just have this thing yeah. that they created that causes more divide and conquer. Up until up until the 1980s, it was probably uh, one of the only, it, it was a sword and a shield, right? So like if you were Jewish, um, that you would potentially and probably be susceptible to some sort of, uh, you know, race-based discrimination. But of all of the discriminated against races, it was probably one the one that was frowned upon the most. And then you had your, you know, the Asians, the Latins, the Blacks, your, your Irish, your, you know, there's stereotypes about all of those people. And in the last, like, 40 years, uh, it's become more egalitarian as far as, like, race, culture, ethnicity, religion, people aren't allowed to discriminate anymore against all of that stuff, right? Um, <clears throat> and even now it's become I'm like right, this... Like well, now it's become this crazy thing where you can't even mention a thing. And, you know, I remember, like, in uh, hearing stories about the ADL uh, calling, to, calling to people, like, calling to media organizations just being like never forget and it's just like oh fuck the ADL like they were the big bad guy where you couldn't say not so it's a defense against criticism so back to your point of like the Jews are middle management it was a very um it's a very uh defensible like impenetrably defensible set of people to have as the gatekeepers 
to a higher power that is in control. Yes. I think maybe that's, that's what you're trying to, like, that's what we're trying to talk about here is that like, when you say, oh, it's the fucking Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and it's the, you know, your, your JP Morgans and it's the Jewish bankers and the Jewish this and the Jewish that. Like Rothschilds yeah. is a myth. It's a mythos. It's a, a false, it's a false uh, idol of criticism and of uh, benevolence, you know, like all the bankers are Jewish. Are they? Aren't they? It doesn't fucking matter who they are. They're not the ones in charge, so why hate Jews? Like, don't be bothered hating Jews. Um, if you want to do what Kanye did, which is like very cleverly using, uh, um, I guess, social convention and fucking public outrage to get out of your unfavorable business contracts by being a little bit anti-Semitic for the crack. <laughs> I'm willing to weather the storm of whatever that would do to him because he's, you know, almost untouchable so culturally. Do that then. But like, I can understand why people were mad because you're like, you're causing un- unnecessary hate towards Jewish people because you're painting them all with the same brush. You could say that about anybody. You could say that about anyone sharing, oh, sharing videos, sharing, that's, you said that about sharing world star hip hop videos on social media about fucking uh, all the, uh, the black people in California that are fucking robbing all of these department stores and taking out handfuls of stuff up to a thousand dollars. And you're like, that's not all black people. But there's no ADL for black people. There's the, what is it, NCAA or whatever. I don't know, that's the basketball. <laughs> What's the one? The NAACP. That's the one, that's the one. Well, so, here's no, the this is, it's this got double A in it. what I'm saying. And this is my issue. It's like, you know, uh, listen, I don't think you should ever pay. I, my whole opinion has always <clears throat> will. It's not groups that cause chaos. It's people within those groups that cause chaos. Yeah, of course. And these judge individually and when people lose their fucking skull about about anti-semitism so many of those people openly bash so so openly bash white people so we just put out uh, an episode on uh was freud um a fraud i mean excuse einstein. me einstein uh, was yeah. einstein a fraud and it was done by christopher john um Berkness, and I probably mess up his last name. He has some very strong opinions on Jews, very strong opinions. And we debated eternally whether that that episode should have been put out. And then I decided, yeah, I'm going to put it out. And why did I do that? Well, because I look around, I go, how many of these podcasts out there have people on who openly just called white people garbage, dangerous, pieces of shit all this stuff that people lose if you talk about jews about that yeah and i go why why are we okay with one group and another group i am openly told you my opinion on jews i don't think jews are in everything i live with a jew i love jews i i have i think the information that even though i don't agree with christopher on who he points at is running everything we disagree on that i thought he had some wonderful point uh real real facts on einstein so I'm going to put it out. Yeah. I'm not going to play this game anymore where we're like, we can beat one group like a pinata and we, and we sit there and we, we go, Oh, we can't talk about this group. And I understand that there was a giant, giant event that happened to Jewish people. Okay. Then why do I go to every comedy club in LA and they just beat the shit out of Armenians? They just fucking <laughs> hey, it's openly discuss. I'm like, they despise Armenians. Okay, why are we allowed to call for the literal slaughter of Russians? 
when 4 million Russians died in Holocaust camps and then another 13 died fighting the Russians. Why can we make fun of Middle Easterns when the, when the military industrial complex slaughtered upwards of 11 million of them? And it gets down to because the people at top don't want you to criticize them. So they put this fucking firewall in between that. Yeah, that's it. If that gets me in trouble, I don't give a shit because it's the fucking truth. We should not be going off on Russians right now if we really have to have a protected class because 17 of them died trying to stop the fucking Nazis. Yeah, you're right, man. It's it's an indefensible or an impenetrable dome of criticism around the, the flat earth of political discourse like we can't get past that firmament of but we shouldn't have a protected class right we should be Jewish. able to talk shit about yeah Russians, we should they be able to talk shit about everybody but the notion that like on we an can't individual level this person who happens to be jewish is pulling some shit yeah. like it's ridiculous the way they did they defend george soros i was just gonna say that yeah you can't say nothing about george soros and he's de- he's demonstrably fucking doing bad stuff and he's funding bad shit and, but- george soros you're not even allowed to share his own words about himself you yeah. share that video of him talking about what he did during the war that's something that'll get you taken down yeah i forget i forget um it was so funny that somebody was going if i could go back in time i i would kill jesus again not my words this tweet somebody goes uh, they said something because the guy who tweeted it was Jewish and he's like, oh, like the Jews did before. And then the guy said anti-Semitic. And I was like, but dude, you know, Jesus was a Jew, right? <laughs> like, like your initial statement is anti-Semitic. Yeah. Jesus was Jewish. Yeah. And the whole religion, I mean, doesn't really work unless he dies. So thanks for that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, sounds like you're doubling down on a weird hand. But yeah, I mean, that's it, dude. Like, love everybody. And you should be able to criticize people when they're pulling shit. Like, I got a lot of shit when we were talking about how, like, Epstein was a Mossad fucking, uh, uh, a Mossad uh, agent. agent. Yeah. I mean, and it was, and I got. You think he could have been like a, a double agent? No, he worked for Mossad. It was no, and like I got shit about dancing Israelis. I would say, I would say he's a double agent, the same, the same as Robert Maxwell, who was a double agent, and uh, ended up getting offed because he wouldn't do what he's told. And then they tried to humanize Robert Maxwell in that movie Tetris. Have you seen that on Apple TV? Yes, yes, I did. I just watched it. Yeah, yeah. Robert well, Maxwell is one of the main guys, and then he's like. Yeah. A game. He 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 runs a media company. Uh, I'm Robert Maxwell. I run a media company, and I'm very interested in Tetris. I'm not very interested in fucking children on an island. Like it wasn't. It's nothing about it, right? But um, I I think in our episode with Rothschilds, I was the, the the bottom line is basically like um, doesn't matter. Does it? Does it matter who they were? And from what I asked you earlier on, like there's new people coming into this. There's people being woken up as the as the phrase goes by seeing, like, the demonstrable shit that's happening in the world, like, stuff's happening before our eyes, and they go looking into stuff, and they're all like, it's the Rothschilds, it's the fucking Rockefeller, like, they're, and, and I think it's all a kind of a smoke screen for what's really going on, but there's enough written about the likes of the Rothschilds to keep you busy for five years while all this other shit's happening around you. Uh, you know what I mean? I read, like, 12 books or something in preparation for that episode. It's a long time. A lot of it is kind of like very factual history 
a lot of like anecdotal stuff written within the family annals of the Rothschilds. Like interesting if you're into that family, but not if you're wanting to try to figure out what's going on in the world right now. Like my show has gone now in the last, let's say, four years from a kind of a let's look at the internet and let's look at what the internet says about conspiracy theories and try and like filter through some what what I think might be bullshit and what I think is like interesting but kind of cockamamie or whatever. Now, um, predominantly my sources are books that are written from like the last 50, 60 years that haven't changed in 50 or 60 years. Websites change all the time. Forums are being deleted. You go to search for these conspiracy search terms online and you're getting nothing now. Google is fucking hiding all that stuff. Duck, duck, go. Uh, they, they, they took the, took the knee uh, uh, and they stopped fucking showing up proper searches now as well. So like, where do you find all this stuff now? You're going to have to go back to the books that people wrote. You're going to have to go back to like when journalism was uh, uh, like proper factual investigation, Woodward and Bernstein shit. Like you're going to have to go back to them days to say like what actually happened. And you'll never understand today unless you have a real grasp and a, and a, a zoomed out view of history and particularly like American cultural history as to why these things happen in front of our eyes on the TV screen and to know the five levels behind that, to know like what was happening in the White House at the time that this thing was happening on the red carpet. Like all of that stuff mixes together. Media, movies, TV, news, politics, especially in America, all that stuff is all very deeply intertwined, which is why like I came from like a cultural a cultural and media examination type show and now it's into that plus very quite hard history because that shit is fucking important to understand. I think the Rothschilds are uh, a false flag of a notion of uh, Jewish nefariousness. I don't think yeah. it could be any fucking body doing that shit and I think they were just the first lads to do it. I would love to know more about the royal families that employed them to start up these banks who funded them in the first place like the geld the gelden shaft had to come from fucking someplace who's digging up the gold who's printing the coins I'm going so far as to say <laughs> it goes into the esoteric as you said yourself Sam back into like this stuff happened in the 1760s what happened in the 1600s do we really know what history really is I mean I don't want to say the words Tartaria and kick off a fucking hornet's nest but like <laughs> There was an old civilization that got steamrolled and these people were allowed to be put in and there's a 300 year plan to go like, right, let's set up a, 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 a um, an impenetrable ideological religious defense against these people. And you can't criticize the, the Christians, you can't criticize the Muslims, you can't criticize the Jews, religion. And they each have their own sections of the world to fucking take care of and they swap and change and they they swap the lower classes when when one country gets too rich and they run out of kids they just fucking start putting the poor people moving them over like a game of risk and like they've been doing that for 300 years I, I definitely don't doubt some of that Tartaria stuff some of that old world stuff some of that Tesla technology stuff where there's an older version of the world that was run in a very different way that kind of didn't see these bad cons coming and ended up getting ousted and they just took over and they were like, oh, fuck. Now we all have to pay taxes to pedophiles. 
Yeah, it, it, it's 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 such a layered thing, and I think people think that if they keep going down the, you know, they can just keep peeling back the layers of this, you know, rotten onion that they'll get to the center of it, and you'll never get to the center of it. Like, <laughs> I'd love to know someday. Real? I don't know if Tataria is real. There's some weird shit out there. Yeah. But all I know is that history is a lie. Yeah, it is definitely it's a lie. So anything is possible. Do I believe that there was an old shipping empire that we don't know about? Sure. I mean, if you ask me, there's a lot of evidence that says it was Kazarians versus Tatarians. If you want to ask me, but maybe it wasn't Tataria. Maybe it was another name for something. Maybe there's layers upon layers of deceit that will never get to what the actual power was. I don't know. I think where we live is way more interesting than they want us to know. And there was th people before us and the notion that we came from monkeys, all that. We know that's a lie. We know that's a lie. They've never proven the jump from monkey to man. It's never. We just assume it because no, there's a, no, I, yeah. I wasn't saying, I didn't okay. say a word. Yeah, they can't, they can't prove it. I mean, it's the same thing with the big bang, you know, it's, it's oh. like, uh, and I heard Russell Brand say this, but give us one miracle and we'll explain the rest. That's, that's the, what they say with that. And it's the same thing with what you just said. Yeah. Like, it's all bullshit. Like man. I believe history is a lie as well, but I cannot wait till I see COVID in a textbook. I yeah. want to see what they're going to write, what they're going to tell kids that happened during COVID. Oh, like, yeah, I want right. to see that. That's like, true. I really, what are you going to put there? What are you going to do? If it came from a lab, did, are they going to say, we thought did, then we did it? Are they, re what, what's going to be the narrative? How, and it's like, how quickly yeah. has all that stuff unraveled? Like, we got to see history made in front yeah. of our eyes with, I guess you guys were what? Uh, six, four or five years of conspiracy, deep conspiracy prep. And then it all unfold in front of you. Going like, What? What? Oh my God, we're going to run out of episodes because there's so much shit coming through. Like all the fucking stuff started happening. They're pulling like calamari out of people's guts and going like all. The, did you see that died suddenly documentary and all of the all of the embalmers are like, hey, we were trying to run the fucking embalming flu through this fat guy. And he kept on getting stuck. So I had to do an operation. I pulled out a half a pound of calamari out of this fucking guy. And it was just like a big jar of like. Weird fucking white Twizzlers that were all stuck in his veins and all. Like, nobody's talking about that. And that'll be next year's thing because this year we're talking about how the vaccines fucked people up or how COVID was in the lab. Like, nobody got apologized to. I haven't talked to you guys since fucking COVID started. So, like, I have all this stuff. Nobody was apologized to. None of us were unbanned. There's, uh, uh, you know, lads with tens of thousands of people on YouTube. That was their living and they got fucking kicked off for saying some shit about COVID. That turned out to be true. And now they have to fucking suck a lemon and go on like Rockfin or Rumble and try and start again, you know. It just, we saw it happening. And now we're old enough, like we're all in our late 30s, some of us are in our 40s, some in our 50s. And we, we've seen shit happen. Like we, we lived through 9-11 and we know what people say about it and how, to be honest, how much has been forgotten. Generation Z don't know nothing about 9-11. It was just a thing that happened to our parents. Like, they really have no connection to that thing at all. And for me, it was probably one of the most formative moments of my life. Like, do you know? So, like, kids that are now, they go up to think, just see the video of the kids going up to, like, steal things and doing the, the hand sanitizer because they were seeing mommy and daddy doing it. Like, 
those kids are not going to go not about COVID or what the, the the tyranny people were put under, like uh, all the all the, the the threats of vaccine passports and all that stuff. Like even this, me saying this would get us kicked off of YouTube eighteen months ago. Just even saying those five things, and now it's totally fine. So like, I agree, man. I agree, and that's the big psyop. That is the big. That is what's going on now. I also see again. We talk about this all the time, but I, I, my opinion is people don't get aren't dumber. They're just saturated with more useless knowledge than ever. So that's why nobody knows about nine eleven because every day more information than some people got in their lifetime is being just spewed into the internet. Yeah. So so it, it's like you know when people get mad at like oh they don't know this. I I don't I don't look at those kids as being dumb. I look at those parents for not telling them that stuff. Yeah. It's those parents. It's those kids' parents' fault for not teaching them how many moons the the, uh, the Earth has or or any of that stuff. And like some of the information that seemed really big back then isn't important now compared to what what skill sets people have now. People are constantly adapting to it. But it's like you're totally right. People moved on, and that's that to me is another reason why it's like how much of this stuff is just distraction. Things in the haunted house. Yeah, just yeah. to heighten your anxiety. To get people to concentrate on something like have it in like nine eleven for a few years, fucking totally engulfed my entire being. I was like, I need to find the answer. Like this is wrong, man. The world is fucked. We're going to war, and that seems to be the overarching feeling for the last really long time this russia ukraine thing it, it, it's looming over all of us you know like they even put on the irish news uh there was a, Ru a russian news report that said like okay we're going to let off a nuclear bomb and it's going to explode in england blowing up all of england wales scotland and ireland so look out paddy you're gonna get the blown up now dimitri with the weather like it was fucking bizarre to say something <laughs> Sit at home in Ireland and watch the Russian news like rub their hands over going, if England fuck with us, we make them sheet of glass, okay? <laughs> now football. Like, it was fucking weird and scary, but like, it's making people not want to not want to push back in a way, do you know? I mean, like, all this has done that. All of this stuff, the January 6th stuff, is the is set domestic terrorism and make you think if you push back, they're going to, uh, they're going to annihilate you. All of this stuff. Do you think the Restriction Act is like another, like a second version of the Patriot Act? Oh, one like hundred. Yeah. They're going to pass it in. They're going to. Yeah, worse. no, it sounds way worse. Nine eleven was. This, I mean, January sixth was supposed to be the domestic terrorism version of Islamic jihadists of nine eleven. That's what they wanted, and it mm. didn't go. I mean, we're finding out how many fucking feds were in there telling people to go inside. Oh, let's go inside. Let's go inside. Yeah. But I the think people... they let that one guy out, the guy with the with the fucking the headband and stuff. I think they let him out. They did let him the out the other day. Yeah, all of those guys are out now. But there's other guys that need to be let out. They oh, didn't yeah. do anything. Like, dude, and like, good luck getting the the fucking Republicans to do any of that. I mean, that one guy that's like. It's like Jim Jim Jordan and the other guy that's always pressing everybody. That guy was trying to rush the TikTok bill through. Yeah. 
Watch who pushes this through. No, they're not your. None of those people are on our side. No, but, no, but the, the, the January 6th thing, for example, like all that January 6th footage got leaked out to Tucker Carlson was given to him 41,000 hours or whatever. And then he went through the whole thing. It was, I think, five days on the news with a bunch of different like handpicked things that was democratized over a huge group uh, to, to view all the footage. And they ended up basically showing like all the feds, letting people in, the cops opening up the fucking gates and... Uh, to be honest, that was the first time many, many people had actually seen that footage. And I took it for granted that everyone had seen it. And then I found out about this documentary, whatever, Four Hours at the Capitol, where it's like the propaganda version, where it's like, ah, like screen, like it's like the front row of a Pearl Jam concert. Everyone's getting squashed <laughs> and they're all fucking trying to get in. Fat cunts trying to... Hungry, yeah. <laughs> trying to get into the fucking... Th- like one window got smashed. Like, oh my God. And Ashley Babbitt, Lord of Mercy. Like all of that kind of stuff. That was happening and it was like full propaganda levels. And then Tucker Carlson had the, had the footage for five days. And then all the motherfuckers that were in jail for the last two years all just got let out. The, the the January 6th shaman and all that stuff. Like, they were all just let out because there was no reason to hold them there anymore because the narrative had fallen apart and they were like, okay, forgot about that now. And, and there was people kicked off of all the social medias for saying that January 6th was fake. Like, it was a a topic that was not allowed to be denied. Like, 9-11 was back in the day. If you said in 2002, 9-11 was an inside job, you were getting in trouble. People were like, uh-uh, there's no such social media stuff, but you were getting, like, you know, socially ostracized. You couldn't say it on news. Alex Jones was saying it and people were like, oh my God, he's the devil or whatever. And uh, there's always going to be something. That January 6th thing, like for me, I was saying it since it happened that it was fucking bullshit and you could see this bullshit. And I just don't know why other people would take it as real. I just can't figure that out. Like that's the thing I said at the top of the show about being a small bit demoralized. It's like, how much do you have to show people before they'll just go, okay, what else? Okay, you, I was wrong about this. I was wrong about COVID. I was wrong about this other thing. What else? So if you were to pick somebody to be an arbiter of quote-unquote truth, like who would you pick, Sam, or, or XG, or Johnny? Who would you pick out of everyone that talks about the stuff that we talk about online? Who would you pick that's like... <laughs> Infallible is probably too strong a word, but who would you, who would you say is like the conspiracy pope, the person who says what they say goes? Like their research is so impeccable, and they're I don't know if there's anybody like that, or, well, or if there should be. Yeah, I, well, I one hundred percent you should question everybody, but it, James Corbett is probably the the most pristine, the cleanest of all of us, uh in my humble opinion. Yeah, you know, James but, Corbett. Yeah, he's got us. Question everybody and. You should never sit there and just be like, oh, yeah, man, this is... Uh... Yeah, like, we just talked to him. Like, I would, and the only reason I would pick Russell Brand is because he'd be the person that would bring people in. Like Sam says, everybody knows him in a movie and be like, ah, oh, what, he's, 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 if he's woken, I got, I'm, I'm going to see what's up. Do you think he's waking people he up that he's like, he's like the, 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 the ground floor of conspiracy theories now for people? Yeah, I think yeah, so. I mean, yeah, in a weird way, I think he is. You go on YouTube and he's the only one that's, Got the, those huge numbers, and he's straight calling everyone out. That's yeah, why they let him that out. Why is he letting? Why is he being let do that? Why is he being given that torch? It kind of feels like he skipped a bunch of other people. I'm not saying for me, like it should have been I mean, me, but like he's famous. That's, yeah, that that does I know, it man. But there's 
He's mega famous, super famous. Yeah. And let's be honest, he's good at it. He is good at it. I'm not. I can't necessarily say he doesn't deserve what he's got. I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's very And and he's been through it all. He's an act, he was a druggie, an actor. He's like he's he's got everybody. He's got. It's a bunch also of possible people. they they know they have a bunch of shit on him, and then they're waiting for him to pop, and then Ooh. they're gonna you know pull the chair out from under him. That's entirely possible. And then have him under control. Well, if, if they don't already, just, you know, make us all look stupid. I mean, it's possible. You know, supporting the guy. Gordo, this has been great, buddy. Yeah, man, it's yeah. Uh, it's always good to chat with you guys. Um, thanks for having me back on. It's been too long. We, we'll uh, we'll do something on my side anytime, soon, right? All the time, anytime, all the time. Uh, one more time, tell them where they can find you. Got a brand new website up, thoseconspiracyguys.com. It's been polished and fucking shined. It's gotten some nail polish and some clean knickers, and you can find all the stuff there. All the episodes, deep dives, five six hour episodes. It goes hard. There's loads of true crime episodes, and we're talking about favorite rapists and murderers. None of the comedians that you know, Sam, just regular old serial killers. Uh, we're talking <laughs> about, uh, we got some spotlight episodes, which are like kind of like a more condensed, uh, I know condensed after all the bullshit I talked today, but like shorter little versions, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes on the stuff that you might not get uh, in other podcasts and a bunch of different interviews and live chats as well. So if you want to come on and chat with me directly, that's all possible too. So thoseconspiracyguys.com. Or any of the podcasts. Great website, can... by the way. Great website. Wow. Yeah, it's all it's all being done by um, a, a bunch of guys called Tagdiv. They're uh, they're the guys who made the team for my website, and uh, we're working together to try and make it real sexy, lad. Yeah, that is a nice website. Yeah, man. It's, uh, who did that? Work in That's progress. Nice. The guys you at Tagdiv. Yeah, man. We're 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 working hard on it. I've been working on it for a few weeks now, and trying to get all yeah. the. All the different, uh, yeah. There's a few different variations. We're we're <laughs> we're in uh, we're in beta at the moment, trying to find oh, a few. I see. I see. A few bits and bobs. So it's not it's not exactly perfect, but most of the stuff is there. And um, it's we'll, like the uh, slick as hell. Oh, this one, there you go. Yeah, man, it looks pretty cool. Uh, the art is done by Alex Hovey uh, for the for the art, and then Tagdiv do the website. So like everything's there. We do a lot of sources, a lot of articles, everything that we've like. You guys know the conspiracy world. Everything's a bunch of red strings on corkboard. Everything links to everything right. else. And uh, it's all there um, for our show. We've got 200 plus episodes. We were in the top 100 in the charts in the US and top 30 in the UK last week. A uh, new Rothschilds episode up. And then I have a big Charlie Manson episode coming. It's a redo from season one. And uh, I was just talking to Tom O'Neill today, the author of Chaos, uh, the Charlie Manson book about him being oh, a CIA yeah, yeah, agent. Yeah, we love Tom's great, man. I'm hoping to get him on the show very soon as well. So, new Charlie Manson episode in the pipe. And season nine is going to start very soon. My season nine episodes are... Uh, this is exclusive now. Nobody knows this shit yet, so I'm giving a, a tinfoil hat exclusive. We've got episodes like... Um, the Magdalene Laundries. You know that thing in the, in Ireland where... I think I told you about that before, where if a young one got pregnant at a disco when she was 16, her parents would put her in a laundry with a bunch of nuns and she'd have the baby. And then they'd take the baby and sell it to rich Americans and then imprison that girl there until she was old. <laughs> washing, washing sheets like crazy. Uh, Watergate of an oh. episode on Lucifer. Planned Parenthood. The Negro Project. Uh, doing Redoing a Nikola Tesla episode of a Pablo Escobar episode. I'm doing one on Chernobyl, the Thule Society, Hitler's uh, Hitler's good friends. Uh, there's one on George Bush and the Bush family, Missing 411, uh, the Manhattan Project. I'm revisiting JFK for the anniversary in November. And one that's probably going to melt my face is the Chinese Cultural Revolution and Mao's takeover, which is what's happening to America right now. A cultural rot 
at the core of your uh, of your fair country. But it's going to be a good year. I'm looking to come in hard um, and, uh, you know, shake the shit off and fucking... That's a great website, Gordo. Congratulations. Thanks, thanks boys. for coming out. We'll, we'll have the links in the description. So thanks, you're doing a great... Hey, dude, it's going to pay out. Look at that, bro. That's fucking nice. Yeah. We love you very much, Gordo. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, see you. Thanks, Johnny. Uh, See you guys again, again go to samtriply.com for all my tickets we added another tonight we added a 7 30 show because the other shows all sold out in toronto uh so grab your tickets to that uh and then uh, i'm adding new dates i'm gonna have in the first week of may i will have um i'm going to have a um uh reno gig Hopefully those dates will be up soon. I can get those on the website, but I'm going to Reno the first week, I believe in May. So that, and then uh, we're again, we're going to have some quick uh, sneak peeks for you of some of the uh, other content that I, I put out or the people on the show put out. We got Broken Sim, a conspiracy social club, and a We Don't Smoke the Same. That'll be a stay for that towards the end. Check out our affiliates. They're all there on samtriplee.com. All right, guys, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.